Live from South Florida, the Brian Mudd Show starts right now. News Radio 610 WIOD. conceivable that the national average could ultimately rise to somewhere in the ballpark of 450 a gallon, whether that's south or north of that number, and keep an eye on the situation with Russia. If the U.S. issues direct sanctions on their energy sector, it could be even more devastating for oil and energy prices. Yeah, there you go. That's Patrick DeHaan with Gas Bunny, and and I'm he's what he's saying there is is generally accurate. You know, 450, what he's talking about right now is what, what what's already happened. As I was just telling you before the top of the hour news in florida specifically you know california they're already there hawaii they're already over five dollars a gallon but in florida specifically we get approximately in the neighborhood of 150 dollars a barrel we're around 128 right now yeah you're talking five dollar regular unleaded and one of the other you know this is a good point too somebody also brought up to me Hey, you got so many cars anymore that call for premium gas and that you know what that is true even independent of other times we have more vehicles that are reliant on premium fuel. And so, you know, the starting point for the conversation is there. Many people, you know, across Florida today paying probably in the neighborhood of $5 a gallon. But, um, but anyway, as part of today's Q&A of the day, I'm going to put some of this in perspective, including how today's prices compare historically. I'll adjust for inflation as well, and we'll gain some perspective, but also about where we sit with this overall inflation environment. So we are on standby for President Biden. We will take you to him live. But here to talk about this in the meantime, we're joined once again by Julia Freeland, Florida Communications Director for the RNC. Julia, wow. <laughs> All I can say I is, as well, because it's almost like if you were going to intentionally come up with the worst possible energy policy you could, you wouldn't do a whole lot different than what we've seen over the past year by this administration. Right. And I think Florida Democrats have no choice but to, to chime in at this point with the Venezuela stuff and also the fact that we have literally never had higher gas prices in Florida. But I think it's important to note that, you know, gas prices have been steadily, it's no coincidence that they've steadily been rising since the day Joe Biden took office. And they've been silent on it. You know, Republican leadership has spoken up about it, but it's, it's all culminated to today where we've literally never had higher gas prices in Florida. And you can't call that a coincidence at this point. You bring up an interesting point and talked about this before, about, you know, the, the president, his policy is his policy, but also there is a responsibility within party ranks to either engage with the president or to, to go the other direction on it. And we've largely heard Florida's contingent silent on this issue. You know, it, right. it, it really is interesting, to your point, that Florida's Democrats, congressionally, ha- have not come mm-hmm. out and, and said anything uh, and, or pressured President Biden, either on policy that he's getting ready to announce related to Venezuela or, um, you know, to, to harvest domestic energy to try to make things more affordable for Floridians. That's right. That's right, Brian. And meanwhile, Republicans in Florida have spoken out about it. I think a while back, uh, Nikki Freed said that Ron, it's actually Ron DeSantis' fault because uh, he needs to implement um, a gas ceiling a, or a gas tax relief. 
Um, but she never, ever put the blame on Biden, who literally announced that he w- his war against American energy the day he took office by canceling the Keystone Pipeline. So, you know, it's never been his fault as the leader of our country, but somehow it's Ron DeSantis' fault. It's just unreal to me. And I think, to your other point, I think at this point they're going to have to say something because they they claim to care about working families. This, you know, paying four or five dollars a gallon for gas, it it wreaks havoc on a family's budget, especially in Florida, which has one of the highest uh, commuting rates of any other state. People in Florida spend more time in the car than a large majority of the the rest of the United States. You bring up a good point, and and something I'm going to get into as as part of my Q and A coming up at eleven fifty. One of the reasons, you know, because we are at new all-time highs. You adjust for inflation, and prices would still have to be higher than they are today because you go back to the summer of 2008, for example. Obviously, inflation uh, has you know changed the, the dynamic a bit since then. But what is vastly different now is the rest of the inflation environment because if it were just the gas prices where they are, but everything else in life was more affordable, it would be easier to digest. Not for everybody, right. but it would be easier generally to digest. The problem is... You can't get away from it because we've got over 40 high inflation everywhere you turn. Right. And I actually think that's the point for them. I think the gas tax thing is, you know, you saw yesterday uh, Buttigieg or Biden's um, uh, Buttigieg saying that. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Saying that, you know, why don't you just buy an electric vehicle? Well, it's like I. Florida families don't have $60,000 to spend on an electric vehicle. You couple that with the 40-year inflation high, which, you know, Florida Democrats always just write off. They have different explanations for it, like, oh, global inflation. Like, no, we've literally never had inflation this high in the United States in 40 years. It's unreal to me that, you know, they can continue to misplace blame. And I don't think they'll have the opportunity. I really don't at this point to continue doing so. I think they're going to have to continue. It's frustrating to watch. It's frustrating to experience. I and you know, for me, you know, Julia, one of the great things um, about this job is being able to have a a direct line of communication to a lot of people, especially throughout South Florida. But one thing that I always try to do is is try to provide solutions or advice or information. And short of of voting, which we got a lot wait a long time to do, except for local elections, we got right. problems on our hands because we have non responsive politicians, and we we have this president for near another three years. So I mean, that part of it is is right. no doubt frustrating day in and day out, which is why it's so important that we do advocate to your point, Julia, to those that represent us right now, including those of the opposite party. From we still are on standby for President Biden. We'll take him to you. Um, we'll take you to him live we will be joined next if not by the president by joe scott for our supervisor of elections on this local election day here on the brian mud show news radio 610 wiod